EU update, bringing you closer to international or global news. Good morning. In Russia, it appears that drones launched by Ukraine have been able to fly to Moscow this week and cause some damage in certain suburbs. While the number of drones that got through is highly contested, it does appear that this is part of a strategy by Ukraine to take the war to the Russian capital. But... From what I can see, the Ukrainian government won't confirm they've attacked Russia. The West has said it will only support Ukraine defensively and won't supply it with weapons to attack Russia itself. Brooks Pector is an associate editor at the Daily Maverick. Brooks, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. All these developments are uh, both fascinating and confounding at the same time, I guess. Well, I mean, wasn't it always going to happen at some point? If country A attacks country B, country B at some point is going to take the attack to country A. Yeah, no, we move up the the ladder of escalation slowly but surely, one step at a time. Um, Part of the 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 interesting thing to me about the uh, the attacks, the drone attacks on Moscow suburbs and uh, other such buildings, is that apparently, according to defense specialists, the Russian air defense system has been designed to uh, identify and then obviously ward off larger uh, vehicles rather than smaller drones. And as a result, the Ukrainians may have found a pathway through that system with drones that are small, that are sufficiently small that they get misidentified as uh, <laughs> flying birds. So, I mean, this means then that Ukraine is only going to be encouraged, and I would imagine that the leadership of Ukraine is also going to feel pressure from Ukrainians to attack Moscow. Well, perhaps, but remember, too, that although the the Russians continue to to send missiles and drones and rockets in in Kiev's and other uh, places in Ukraine's direction, the air defense systems that are now in place have largely, not completely, but largely managed to defeat them, and only a few are getting through, although obviously some do, and there are indeed fatalities as a result. Um, but the other part of it, of course, is that Western nations have been rather weak in their uh, criticism of Ukraine about attacking Moscow or other cities in Russia. And the, I, I guess the, the, the first prize for irony in Hutzpah, Moscow to, to Moscow this time around, uh, who have accused Ukraine of engaging in terror attacks by sending drones to attack their capital, uh, notwithstanding the continuing attacks on Kiev. All of this is taking place at the same time that the Ukrainians appear to be gearing up for their long-awaited and much uh, commented upon spring offensive, which uh, presumably we're about to hear about or see or or learn about any time now. Um. What's happening behind the scenes? Do you think the U.S. and other Western countries are telling Ukraine to leave Moscow alone, or do you think they're quietly egging them on? And this goes straight to your first point, I think the crucial point here, around the risk of escalation. You know, it's hard to tell. If you read the the media comments from France and Britain and the United States, you get the feeling that, you know, that there was something of a shrug uh, please don't attack Moscow, or at least for God's sake, don't mention it to us very much, uh, because otherwise we'll have to we'll have to condemn it, and then if we have to condemn it, you'll feel bad too. 
So there is a there is a sense of that old phrase plausible deniability in it all. Um, and then, of course, Moscow itself. So in Russian society, there's a reaction to this, too. There's some people described as hawks who are, you know, are calling on, on Russian President Vladimir Putin to use this to declare martial law. Other people will demand increased uh, uh, sort of attacks on Ukraine. The point I'm trying to get to is that this must put pressure on the Russian leadership in some way. It doesn't matter that there's been very little damage. It's the risk. It's the perception. It's the way that people see it that matters. Well, there's that, and then of course there's there's also uh, the fact that the, that kind of criticism is uh, is calling for a mass mobilization of more people for the Russian military, and that has the possibility of generating a a reaction of wait a minute now you told us this war would be simple and easy to win, and here we are a year and a half later calling up all of the people between the ages of twenty and thirty five to serve in the military, what gives? And there is also the argument, uh, although I don't, I can't verify it, it obviously, that some of the, the drone attacks inside Russia are in fact by forces that are supportive of Ukraine but are not Ukrainian themselves. So there's, you know, the, the, there's a whole, it, it's the duck gliding across the water while the, the, while the feet are pedaling furiously that seems to describe the way in which Russian society is responding to, to the Ukrainian invasion now. Brooke Spector, thank you. An associate editor at Daily Maverick.